You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuse, refuse, great geek, great geek, refuse, refuse. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts, but I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. There's lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts. Uh, We're actually coming up on our nine-year anniversary here real, real soon. Uh, Beginning of July is when we founded the site back in 2014. Uh, So if you ever want to see some poorly written articles um, about some stupid stuff, uh, go back to some of the original stuff that we did back in 2014. Um, Let me introduce my co-hosts. You know them, you love them. Let's do that introduction thing. Uh, first co-host is a host of his own podcast. In fact, two podcasts. One is called The Overflow. The other one is called uh, GGR Post Game, which there'll be an episode of that coming up real, real soon, where uh, yours truly is a, a guest on that, where we talk about the Washington Commanders and uh, their recent uh, ownership changes. Uh, he's also a wonderfully talented musician. He recently just played a, uh, a festival, a local festival here in the D.C. area, uh, where he got to do some of his music. His name is MC Brooks. Hey, you know that adage about uh, no such thing as bad press? A certain movie that has released recently is currently projected to make less than even Black Adam did on its opening weekend, and that's all I'm going to say. Wait a second. It's the one you're thinking of, yes. It's It's currently projected to make less than Black Adam's opening weekend. Hold up. Really? Yes. That's rough. Like yeah. the of the th- the big three being Guardians, Spider Man, and uh, Flash. Yes. Flash, really? Flash currently is currently projected to make less than than Black Adam did. I their figured Friday, their Friday was off. Their Thursday Friday numbers are awful. Dude, I figured just like off the Keaton nostalgia alone that that shit would have just cruised to beaten beaten everybody else. Not at all. Wow, it is, it is bad. Well, maybe we'll do a post-mortem on that next week because I still haven't seen it yet, but like, we'll we'll get to that. Um, that's fucking nuts, dude. Um, oh, by the way, there you go. Uh, we're only two minutes in and I've said the uh, F word. So uh, to the guy who gave us the negative review on iTunes, you're fucking welcome. Um, to <laughs> co-host seat number two. You know him. You love him. He is a wonderfully gifted visual artist. He is also blessed with the gift of gab, uh, but not just nonsense this man knows his stuff. He knows his stuff about comic books, video games, movies, TV shows, so much so that we refer to him as the professor. His name is James Rambo. 
Yeah, don't kidnap people. Um, <laughs> if for no other reason, it might fuck with your career. And uh, don't do that. Bad. And then have the balls to walk the red carpet. That's uh, with the with the public service announcement for GGR. Here's James Rambo. Yes, uh, you know, if there's things you think you wouldn't have to say. And then you don't, and then it happens. You're like, well, I guess that's kind of on me. Hi, kids. Mike Lunsford here from the Great Geek Refuge. Don't punch people in the face when you're in a bar in Hawaii. No, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Uh, I wanted to start off this episode. I wanted to give a giant shout out uh, to the folks over at Tashi Station in Springfield and um, in, uh, in, Fa in Fairfax as well, because they have a second location called Echo Base, which I went to the day after uh, Free Comic Book Day because they had a second day of Free Comic Book Day. And then they also had a uh, an after party event. Um, so big thanks to the uh, Echo Base slash Tashi Station folks, but also a big shout out to Mark Lutz, uh, who was intimately involved in all the organization and setup for that. Uh, friend of the show, Mark Lutz. Uh, we appreciate you, Mark. We really do. Also, Wes Johnson, man, always, always, always on. The guy is just fantastic. Big shout out to him and his Fallout for Hope uh, charity event, which they raised a ton of money uh, in the month of May, if you guys didn't see. Um, he did a ton of stuff with Voice of Palooza. Uh, but also shout out to uh, John St. John, Duke Nukem himself, who was at the event. Uh, and then also uh, Mike Rawson as well, uh, another really talented voice actor. Uh, you guys are always fun. We appreciated getting to talk to you and uh, interact with you as always. And uh, hopefully there'll be more events where we get to see you too. That being said... Um... I want to talk about Guardians, just because that was the one that I watched most recently. I watched that one last night, and I watched um, Across the Spider-Verse on Wednesday night. Um, so we'll do Guardians first, and then we'll do we'll do uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, let me, let me kind of kick off um, everything here with Guardians. I always do this with the Guardians stuff, and I kick myself for doing it. Um, I didn't see the first Guardians movie for at least like a year or two until after it came out. Because I was just like, the Guardians, I don't really care about them. Who the fuck cares about those guys? Like, I just, there wasn't really any interest. And then when I saw it, I was like, shit, this movie's really good. Um, same thing with the second one. Second one, I was like, ah, the first one was fine, I guess. I'll get to the second one at, at some point. To this date, the ending of the second one is probably one of the most emotional MCU movies I've seen. Um, it's it's I would say it ranks up there in, in my top 10 as far as like messages. And I'm not talking about like the best movies because I know like there's like an actual like you can rank them. But like for me, it meant something to me. The story was was powerful. Um, I really, really liked the second one. Um, and I slept on the third one. I was like, I don't really care if I see this or not. Whatever. Who cares? I'll just read the wiki. I'll read the wiki and know what the story is, and I'll be fine. And I was fucking wrong again because this I movie don't understand was so how good. you keep doing this. I don't know <laughs> either, man. You... This movie won't be that good. Uh, I, <laughs> I know. I, I I watched the first one and I really liked it, but fuck it. The second one is bullshit. Why would I watch this? Oh man, I watched that second one and it was dope. One of my favorite movies. But the third one, nah, it's some bullshit. I don't care. <laughs> it's not even so much that. The third one, it was more like Spider-Verse I was really excited about. I think that's really what it comes down to is I was really, really excited about Spider-Verse and I was like, oh, I'm watching that one first. And then with Guardians, I, it was like, I had to talk myself into it. 
where I was like, all right, I really need to watch this, mostly just because we're going to talk about it. And like, I was like, I really don't want to. I'm tired. I just want to like just lay down and, and go to sleep after a long week at work. But like, no, I I, I wouldn't say powered through it because I, I got I started it and it starts off with a bang. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking in. OK, cool. And yeah, I, I still don't understand. And there'll probably be a fourth Guardians at some point. Um, and like I'll probably do the same fucking thing. And I'll be like, I don't want to see this goddamn movie. And one of you is just going to have to be like, shut up, shut up and go see this movie. You piece of shit. <laughs> um, this movie was great. This movie really, really was. Uh, I think when it comes to trilogies, I think that the, of the MCU ones, especially that this had one of the better like end caps of, of the three, like you get three movies and this tells like kind of the best closing story to close this story arc. Um, definitely better than Thor. That's for sure. Um, because Thor ended up being four, Thor ended up being four movies, right? Like, cause you, yeah. 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 Um, and the last Thor was just okay. Um, this was, I think the best closeout other than, see, you can't even say that like Captain America Civil War was a closeout because the story kept going. Um, either way, really, really good movie, solid movie. Fuck. It is intense though. Jesus Christ, if you're not ready for that, if you don't know what's coming, whew, like that that's one of those ones I know that you don't want spoilers going into movies, but like you almost need some aspect of it because there's some really intense shit in that movie. Um Yeah. And yeah. Um I've said my piece about it. Let me let me kind of go round table and we'll start the discussion. Um MC, we'll start with you. Um give me your thoughts on uh on Guardians 3. So I've kind of, I was kind of uh sort of in a similar boat, like I don't dislike the Guardians movies, but I've, I've never been like the most excited for them. I mean, I I, I like them, um, but I've always just kind of like, yeah, you know. So like with this one, it was kind of like a similar thing too. Like I, to be honest, I kind of forgot it was coming out when it when it was. Like I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, we're only getting Secret Invasion. That's the next Marvel thing. Oh, Guardians. Whoops, my bad. Um, but no, like I, this movie really kind of just. I, I cried like four times over the course of watching this movie because it just, there were just the, the emotional heights and then, I don't know, like just, just and, and then I think also just kind of like the, the feeling of knowing like, well, damn, this is actually the last time for this iteration of the group. And like, regardless of how excited I may have been for any of the previous movies, like I watched them, I've watched them go on this journey not only through their first two movies but then obviously through the the team up movies um and even showing up briefly in thor also and you know just having them go through everything that they went through with with this one especially kind of you know them being kind of like a ragtag group of folks that went from who the hell are these guys to like we found family with each other and then like it, it just it really it really just kind of resonated and kind of hit home for me. The movie overall was was fantastic. I um and like I, I with even with all the rumors like swirling uh, swirling around with this movie, I, I guess I, I guess I was kind of happy to see that like almost none of them were true as far as potential fates for certain characters or. Um, what you know? What, what what's going to happen next um, for in the MCU? After like, I I think this movie really was just kind of like a love letter to not only those of us who have watched who have watched this iteration, but also just 
laying some really good groundwork for what's going to what is going to come next. Um, but yeah, this movie was 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 great. I was very I was engaged from 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 the beginning. Uh, once again, James Gunn on all the Chef's Kiss and all the music choices because they were all great. <laughs> all oh music, yeah, I did like if if, not, if even if you were to dislike the Guardians movies. The one thing you would always be able to look back on is, is you could say that the music is fired, all three of them. There's excellent music, excellent music choices. They're excellently placed. The comedy was was well done, you know, was 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 really well done, well placed, and yeah, just I, I just I've, I just really enjoyed this film, and it it kind of does make me sad that this is the last time that we're getting to spend with this this uh, this iteration of the of the group. I. To touch on the the James Gunn musical choices that he makes, um, and a shout out to uh, Daryl from Paprika uh, for using a, a term I'm gonna start putting into my lexicon, which is um, just the the needle drops that he has are just are fucking just masterful. Um, to use Radiohead's "Creep" in the beginning of the movie, but not okay. Again, you have to know your '90s music to know that shit. That's not the real version of that song. That is an unplugged version of that song. Yes. And like to use an acoustic version of "Creep" was so fucking good. I was like, because when you look at somebody's Zune, because that's what he has, right? Like Peter has the Zune. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna have just the album versions of songs. You're gonna be like, oh, I heard this acoustic one on the radio one time, and I was able to find it. And I was able to download it. Like yeah. that's, that's such a wire. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's <laughs> such a good deep cut for him to do because it shows one that he knows his fucking music, two that like it's grounded in him being a fucking masterful filmmaker. Um, that was my point. Sorry, Rambo, you, my man, tell us how you felt about Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, all the things you guys just said, it it, uh, it got me real weepy. Uh, I got real intense. I was very pleased to to know that a bunch of the rumors that I had heard were not true. Um, people I expected to live uh, did not live. People I expected to die did not die. Um, I like the fact that there's like you know potential little backdoor for characters if they you know do mm -hmm. decide eventually they want to come back in. Yeah. Um, but this is a, a pretty definitive ending for this group of characters mm -hmm. and. I'm okay with that. It's uh, it's really intense, and it is really emotionally brutal uh, in a lot of places. Um, uh, Chukwudi Awuji is so goddamn good so as good. the High Evolutionary. Jesus Christ, he was frightening. Like one of the one of the most proper like straight up evil villains we've seen in the mcu um uh yeah i was i was just really impressed with how that whole movie was handled um just across the board i was really pleased with it yeah it was a lot of times when you do that last movie in like a, a group or a trilogy or a series or whatever they try to cram so much stuff in there that it ends up being convoluted and confusing and like a mess. This wasn't like, I felt, I felt like it was very easy to follow along with what was going on. Um, <laughs> fucking, fucking Adam Warlock. Like I did not expect to like this, this character at all. I thought he was going to be annoying. I thought he's gonna be, he was, 
That dude did such a good job as Adam Warlock. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Will Poulter. Thank you. Will Will Poulter was so good as Adam Warlock. Like after Gamora stabs him and he's back with Aisha and he's like, it hurt. It, it hurt really bad. Like because he's a he's a like whenever you normally see characters like this, they're not just like created and then just go out into the world. They're created and then they're trained. And like, we've trained him for years so that he's the, no, they literally created him and they were just like, fucking go do shit. And, and that was, that was the plan. And like, he's literally learning on the fly. He has these, this massive, ridiculously OP, like when it comes to what he's able to do as far as like his powers and shit. But he doesn't understand any of it. He doesn't understand people because he's had no family. He was grown in a fucking tube for like for a purpose. And like the scene that nailed it was when all of the guardians are hugging at the end and he's just kind of looking around. He's like, I, can I hug too? I like hugs. Can we hug? And like, he just kind of like kind of dog piles on top. And it was just like, you felt bad for him. Like, so shout out to Will Poulter for being able to really convey like a, a difficult set of emotions from a character that is that was grown in a tube and he was great um fuck i love the interaction between craglin and cosmo the space dog yeah like <laughs> you're a bad dog <gasps> i'm what like it just offended like just offended and then, and then like they're sitting there they're sitting there playing poker later and they're like oh god you're still on that no no fucked oh, up yeah. well you know what you're a bad dog you're bad yeah, you're, you're, you're a bad dog you're a bad dog <laughs> why is it such an issue yeah but the, you want to talk about emotional it may it makes me wonder what's wrong with my brain that like a lot of those scenes would just make me like tear up a little bit but when he called her a good dog that fucking killed me i was like she's a good dog you're goddamn right she is like she is a good dog <laughs> yeah 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 on well, on the yeah. on the adam to, to to go back just a little bit on the adam warlock thing um because I, I don't know anything about the characters like was that is that a good would that be considered a good depiction of him like as someone who has nothing, who knows nothing about him, I know a lot of nerds were mad. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of nerds were were upset about the fact that one, it was funny that two, he was, um, I don't know, man. Like I don't give a fuck about Adam Warlock. <laughs> I, I, he, it, it's it. First of all, all of the, the the direct ties to that character have already been used up. Like he's a character that shows up during the Infinity Gauntlet, and like features heavily during during the Infinity War and all of that stuff. Um, it doesn't he have something like, to do with like one of the, the stones? Too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has yeah. the soul gem like in his forehead, um, which is you know uh, a thing that they used for Vision. Like okay, cool. Um, and, and truthfully, I don't think anybody really cares that much about Adam Warlock. Uh, it's just one more reason to bitch. It's the same thing that happened when Hawkeye died back in the, the uh, um, like mid to late 2000s. You don't care about Hawkeye. You never cared about Hawkeye. <laughs> but now that Hawkeye's dead, you're like, <laughs> like, no, you don't give a shit. So don't act like you really care. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. It's not really what I expected. I did expect him to be more of a straight man, more of like um, uh, fairly serious. But yeah. I was upset about the depiction. Yeah, I thought he was, was great. He was really funny. Uh, he was really engaging and and interesting. And uh, I'd like to see what uh, what they'll do with him going forward. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. 
Same yeah. here. I like, I like, I like, oh yeah, I like this, I like this character arc a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see um, what happens because he, he was in the, the, the post credit scene too, right? Yeah, because the new guard, yeah. the new Guardians the new team, team was, yeah. was Craglin, Cosmo, Rocket, um, Adam Warlock, um, one of the kids. I guess one of the kids that would make sense because the high evolutionary created these kids and they probably have like special gifts and powers and shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, it's going to be interesting. And like, I think they really could do some more, int- uh, some more stuff with it. Um, God, if you're an animal lover. Yeah. See, I, I will say that's the, like on, on, on that subject, that was the one thing I heard about this movie before, like around the time it came out. Yep. was people on my Facebook saying like, hey, if you are triggered by any type of like animal abuse or like animal like experimentation, like if any of that, like you should not go see this or at least know what you're getting into yeah. as far as, uh, as far as this movie. Cause yeah, it, it was, it, it definitely got kind of, kind of intense and was a oh, lot yeah. of different dead parts. The part that killed me was when Rocket was trying to get them out and it, it's, it's dumb. Okay. I had a pet rabbit for 10 years and, um, Floor the bunny when she's like, like yelling at him, she's like, no, no, we need to get like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically she keeps repeating it over and over again frantically because she's like, oh God, we're about to get killed. Like that was a gut punch i was like oh my god this is awful and like just again back to back to the high evolutionary and i don't want to mispronounce that guy the actor's name what was it again rambo chuck woody iwuji is the way i know to say it chuck chuck woody iwuji chuck Woody, yeah c-u-c-h-u-k-w-u-d-i yeah i-w-u-j-i chuck woody iwuji okay chuck woody iwuji's performance as the high evolutionary when it nailed it for me was when he started getting frantic and obsessed with the fact that the thing that he created was smarter than him. Yeah. When, he, when Rocket was able to figure out the genetic sequencing with the cytoplasm and he was like, it's like, yeah, it's just this. And he's like, wait, how, how did you do, how did you get that? And he's, that? And he's mad. Like, mm-hmm. but like that shows, because he kept saying, oh, and the fucking line where he was like, there is no God, that's why I'm here. I'm here. here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck I got, me. I got, I got chills, dog, when that happened. Yeah, dude, like, yeah, she was like, for the love of God, he's like, there is no God, oh, man. Yeah, that was a fucking killer line. But yeah, like, but that showed that he's not a God because one would hope for those who actually believe in a loving God, if God were to create something that figured something out that he couldn't figure out, that he would be proud of them, not angry. Because it's well, not about, yeah, it's not about creation. It's about power. He's play like the Old Testament God, yeah. where, you know, you will have no uh, no other gods before me. He's vengeful and he's upset. And he's very petty and human. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, oh, God damn it. Yeah. And yeah. the most, the, the the most gruesome thing in the MCU is oh, hands movie. down. The shit was the shit was unsettling because <laughs> because like you see like the little clip come undone and then Gamora's like let me just peel this and I'm like no don't do that what are you doing like <laughs> so if y'all aren't familiar the High Evolutionary in the comics has this very sort of like metallic. Uh, uh, you know, rural cow kind of look, uh, and and me and Phil, hey Phil, 
um we went and saw it we were both kind of expecting that to be underneath there and it was not uh <laughs> it is it is um well one it's it's a it's a true kind of monstrous face for him to wear uh and it yeah. is he, he bears the scars of his biggest mistake um and yeah I, I do appreciate the idea that, you know, with all of his abilities, all the things he can do, he was never able to fix that. Um, I bet Rocket could, though. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Rocket, movie the Rocket is, was the one that fucked up his face in the first place, man. That movie's fucking devastating. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, and dude. the idea that, yeah. like, it was Rocket uh, losing control uh and be and being more animalistic that led to the death of his own of his friends like Mm -hmm. um that i definitely didn't see coming uh it's also the reason why he kind of like keeps everybody at arm's length because he doesn't want to get too close in case something happens again um yeah fucking hell yeah yeah it was man it was rough and like i i love that he at the end accepts that he is a raccoon yeah it's, yeah but it but it, that's the thing is it wasn't somebody else telling him that you're a raccoon it was him seeing it and like that's that's powerful as shit dude yeah. like i have to determine what my identity is even if other people were right that's fine but i have to be the one that figures it out like that was just it was beautiful and like yeah just the fact that i love the team up beat down they gave the high evolutionary because like rock, awesome. <laughs> rocket shoots him, and then fucking Nebula like smashes his face, and then like they're just fucking him up. Like yeah, that was that was outstanding. Um, I also love how Groot hit all the weapons inside yeah. of him. Like that was yeah. Um, the one gripe I had. Um, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no no go ahead go ahead. Um, at the end when he's like I love you guys, and you're like oh cool we're part of the Guardians that's that's cool. I was hoping it was gonna be something vulgar. Like, because he had said vulgar shit the entire series and like he was just I am Groot and they'd be like whoa language like I was hoping he was like I fucking love you guys something like that um, because on, the that, language yeah that actually that actually does beg a question though yeah about like whether the the fuck in this movie was well placed oh when <laughs> Nebula's trying to open the door that shit was hilarious <laughs> it opened the fucking door <laughs> push the button no 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 that's the keyhole i'm pushing the button what do i do next open the fucking door <laughs> i i appreciate that it was like that they basically handled it like they uh you remember when nypd blue did they're like oh they're gonna say shit you're gonna say shit on on like primetime television it's gonna be a big deal and then you're waiting the entire episode for it to happen and at the very end simple which just goes like well shit happens and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that that gum was like, yeah, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna put just, this in just here. Just throw it in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I I really <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was, you know, it was another thing that I really enjoyed, and and I don't know if anybody will agree with me on this. When Peter goes to meet his grandfather, like first off, that crushed me that his grandfather recognized him. Like you want to talk about waterworks, man? Like yeah. it had been what? 20 something years since he had seen him like and he immediately recognized him i was like oh jesus christ wow, yeah. but what 
the thing that I think most people won't like that I really did was the post credit scene where he's just sitting there eating a bowl of cereal and he's just like, so I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna mow their lawn. And like this 40 year old man is gonna be sitting on the front porch just watching me mow the lawn because he's worthless. And the grandfather's like, ah, don't get me started. Like <laughs> it was such, it was this really human moment because Peter Quill doesn't want big adventure anymore. He doesn't want to have to fight some super powered piece of shit that's trying to take over the galaxy. He just wants to be a dude. He wants to be an earthling. He wants to be with his granddad. Like he just wants regular human shit. And the fact that he wants to go mow some grass and be involved in human drama. Like I fucking love that. I think that's great. I, and I'm not saying I would watch a whole movie of that, but like, <laughs> I just thought that little scene was, was perfect because it's not like he was like smiling and he was like, this is what I've wanted. He's already living the life and he's and he's like in it. I, I thought that was great. I thought it was such a great little piece because you were, I'm sure people were like, oh, something big's gonna happen. He's eating cereal and then all of a sudden like the cosmic communicator goes off and it's fucking Glenn Close from the Nova Corps being like, we need your help, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. Nah, fuck that. He's gonna go mow some grasses and shit. But I think, I mean, I... Actually, I, I I did enjoy that post credit scene for the record for for the, for the for exactly what you said, but yeah. also like I, I think they, they I mean they kind of just leave it at a place that like we know he's coming back, we just don't know when or for what and who he would even be like who's the who is he going to be associated with when he does show up again? Because he's back on Earth now. Is he going to be with potentially the next iteration of the Avengers team, whatever that ends up? looking like is he going to end up getting dragged back out into space you know uh because you know captain marvel and you know and uh obviously um miss marvel and um monica all have ties they all have ties to earth like are they like is there going to be something with with that is is he going to end up rejoining the guardians at some point like in a in their future iteration um who knows or is, is he just going to stick around on earth and, and be one of the protectors be a fucking district manager for Dairy Queen or some shit, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some, there's so many different directions that they can, they can go with it, and like, honestly, with some of the, they like it, it's, with some of the, like, I'll say, like, outside of the movies controversy with Chris Pratt, they really can just kind of do with, do with it what they will, and only have him as involved as they want to be. Like, yeah, we know he's going to come back at some point because, you know, Secret Wars is happening. So, like, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to be back at some point. We, we know he's going to come back. But, yeah. you know, they, they kind of, it's, it's kind of great. They just kind of leave it at a place that, um, I think, Rambo, you said earlier, like, if, if character, if they want to bring some characters back, they can. If they just want to kind of, that be the last thing we know about them for a while until everything resets, cool. Yeah, just yeah. Overall, yeah. I really enjoyed this. Um, I saw a couple of people say this, and and I, I tend to agree that like I'm kind of glad that they didn't make Gamora and Quill get back together at the end. Yeah, see, yeah, and that, that, yeah. That was the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was um what I was actually going to bring up about what you guys thought about her arc. I yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that. Um... That she's not, you know, Peter's Gamora. She's not the the yeah. or the woman that he knew before. Um, she's had different experiences, and she's had uh, different people be significant in her life. Um, I I like that they were able to acknowledge that she could see 
what a version of her appreciated about Peter, but that's not her. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like put it on something like you know I could I bet we were really good together, but that's yeah. not me anymore. Like that's not who I am, uh, or not even anymore. Like at all. At all. Yeah. Um, that's and she I'm... has her family in the Ravagers. Like, yeah. yeah. That's where she belongs. Yeah. Um, and she's fully accepted there, and she is uh, a part of that team. And it is sad. It is tragic that. You know, he he doesn't get to, to, you know, be able to have that relationship again. But the way they handled the closure for that, the way they handled uh, the way that relationship um, ended was, I thought it was really smartly done. Um, I thought it was uh, really effectively done as well. Um, and, it you know, they... they they make her feel like a full person and uh, uh you know to to to, to quote uh, princess jasmine not some prize to be won like yeah. um gamora isn't there just to to be star lord's girlfriend um she is her own independent character she has like full agency in that which i thought was great i also like that they didn't cuz they there were little teases there there were bits and pieces where there was some shit going on with Peter and Nebula. And I'm really glad they didn't make that happen either. Sure. Yeah. Like, because again, you want to talk about agency. You want to talk like, okay, well, let's just replace Gamora with her sister. Like yeah, that would have been fucked up. But I love that. Like Peter did little things. He's like, I've never noticed how, how beautiful your eyes are. And she's like, my father removed them and then replaced them. And he's like, oh, well, they're, they're still pretty, you know? Good choice. Yeah, <laughs> I also love. I also love when he worked that secretary. He's like, let, let me let me speak to them because yeah. if I can tell them what's in my heart, and then like he gets in, he's like, nah, fuck all that. And she, and, and he looked at Gamora. And he goes, I told her, told you she was. Oh, enemy. She told you. She was <laughs> I can't. I can't remember her name, but that's the actor that plays Ratcatcher Two in the Suicide Squad. No shit. Yeah. Oh that's, wow. There's a oh there's um. I, I didn't know that Chukwudi Awuji, I, I knew I recognized him. I was like, yeah. I've seen this motherfucker in something. Peacemaker. He was in Peacemaker. Yeah. 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 Like I just, IMD beat him just a second ago just to figure it out. But like to figure out where I had seen him before. Yeah. So like, I mean, it makes sense that James Gunn uses a lot of the people that he works with. Like if, if they prove to him that they're a good actor, because he, I mean, Nathan Fillion, like his, <laughs> his mini role that he had in this one was fucking hilarious because he just played the perfect dude, bro. Um <laughs> He's like, I just made that up. Oh, oh, really? like that conversation was funny as shit. <laughs> I also loved how goofy their spacesuits looked. They looked like all of them were in fat suits. Like I, that, yeah. It was very silly looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah, like I, I can't think of anything in this movie that I was like, I did not like this aspect of it. I, I thought all of it was handled really, really well. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. I love, I love the way that they took that dude you, again, brutal. You want to talk about brutal? Is when they grab the dude who has the hard drive in his head, mm -hmm. and they jump off the spaceship, and they fall all the way down, and fucking grows his wings and shit. That was awesome. But then they basically drag the dude's face through the ground, and then drown him, and then pry out the hard drive from his fucking head with this. I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, uh, Dan Daniela Melchior is her name. She's a Portuguese oh, actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's some fucking brutal, like, trauma-level mm -hmm. violence in that movie. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, he was like, "Well, it's the third one. It's the last one. Let's let's pull out all the fucking stops because it's all in the field." Yeah, <laughs> Whew, man, do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was really really good shit. Um, well, it, I love the the fight scenes too. The fight scenes were great. Like, yeah, yeah. Those were all, I mean, pretty much all of them were 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 really well. I loved all the fight choreography in this. Yeah. On yeah. the on the violence thing, though, interestingly enough, um, it was reported in the last couple of weeks that basically like they've mar- like and I, 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 I and I wonder if it's because the guy who was in charge before is now back in charge at Disney who's uh, I can't remember his name oh Bob Iger yeah. Iger's in charge yeah <clears throat> but uh yeah like they pretty much kind of greenlit Marvel to be able to do more R-rated stuff to do R-rated stuff in general and I wonder if this was kind of like a te- kind of like a testing ground of just like well, we'll see how they respond to having just a, a little bit more violence in 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 something like this, and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. May I mean shit? I'm I'm for it. Let's do it. Um, I uh, every character I felt like got their shine. They they didn't know. I don't feel like anybody got lost in the shuffle on this one. Um, I love Mantis. Like the more and more I see Mantis, the more I love her. Um, but the relationship between her and Drax was was really, really good. That like they kept calling him stupid, and then he was the one that understood that language right. with the kids. Yeah. Why didn't come... you tell us you knew this? You didn't, didn't ask. ask. Nobody asked. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that like instead of fighting those um fuck, what were those big monster things that were from the second one? Um Oh yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're like yeah. and yeah, and she and, and Mantis was like, No, they don't want to attack us. They like eating batteries. And she basically went up to him and talked to them and they like became friends. Like, and she was like riding them fuckers around. Like, yeah, I thought that was great. They were like her pets after that. Cause she was like whistling to him and they were following her and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just a fucking great movie, man. Like James Gunn. I, I can't think of any of his movies that I've watched that I've been like, this was a miss. The only one was the first guardians. And I don't even think it was a miss. I was just like, there's some goofy shit in this, but you had to set the tone for those characters. Um, but also in comparison to the other Guardians movies and to his Suicide Squad stuff. So like, yeah, yeah, that's why that's why kind of it trips me out whenever I'm like reading uh, uh, th- stuff on TikTok or Twitter or somewhere, and I see people being like, "Oh, I I don't know what to think about you know this DCU stuff. I I don't know if it's going to be any good." And I'm like, how could you see these movies and think he's somehow? not going to do Superman justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand how people are walking away from these movies and the stuff he's made at DC yeah. and yeah. the stuff yeah. he's ever seen at DC. And yeah. and like, what are you expecting? Yeah. What yeah. is the, you know, what, what's the worry here? Um, and and hey, she, man. The, look, the, <laughs> the, like the violence in this movie lets me know that like, you know what? I can trust his vision for whatever this Batman franchise is going to be, yeah. And doing da- and, and having Damien be part of it, yeah. Well, and that's the great thing about him though is he's not gratuitous with his violence. Mm-hmm. He he knows when to use it. It's yeah. not just like a gore fest. Like he knows exactly when to use it because of those those horror chops that he has. He knows how to film things to really like generate emotion and like to like throw some fear into the into the whole thing like the way he filmed um the high evolutionary shows you that because at first he's just like 
well, this doesn't seem like such a bad dude. And then we get little pieces, little bits and pieces. And then all of a sudden he's fucking frightening. You know, like when I knew, when I was like, I mean, I knew he was a bad guy, obviously, but like at one point when he's talking about how proud he is of Rocket and they're sitting there and they're talking about stuff and Rocket's like looking, he's like pointing to the sky, he's pointing to the rocket. And the way he grabs Rocket's head, like it's like he's like one, it's almost like petting, but he's almost squeezing it. And you can see Rocket, like again, like shout out to the direction because they, they show Rocket kind of uncomfortable for a second because he's literally squeezing his head because the only thing he cares about is, is, is Rocket's brain. And like, yeah, I just, yeah, well fucking done, well fucking done. You're gonna, I, I can't imagine seeing the high evolutionary and thinking that, like, like James Gunn's Lex Luthor won't be like as terrifying. Yeah, right. Or fucking Brainiac. Or yeah. Brainiac. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, just, I don't get it. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, what do they know? You know, <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, let's do this. Let's do a second episode. Let's talk about some fucking Spider-Man and across the Spider-Verse. Um, another huge movie that's come out uh, this summer. So that's going to be the next couple of episodes of Out the Diner. We're just going to be reviewing some of the big movies that have come out uh, as far as the superhero shit. Um, then we also have um, Secret War, which will be coming out as well. Secret Invasion. is. Oh, Secret Invasion. Week. I'm sorry. Yeah. Secret Invasion is next week. Yeah. So we will be talking about those uh, coming soon. Uh, but up next talking about across the spider-verse make sure you stay tuned for that episode uh big thanks to my co-host guys i couldn't do this without you and the fact that um we're back to doing the thing that is honestly the highlight of my week uh is is a, is a wonderful thing so so glad we're back to doing this so big shout out to james rambo big shout out to uh, mc brooks but also to all the other wonderful ggr folk out there uh, mariah beachboard uh, our newly minted admin mr uh, william bj robinson um <laughs> uh, we've got russ brown who's doing the gamer den stuff um yeah um just a, a huge shout out to all of our ggr folk um out there um but also to all of you who are listening thank you we love you we appreciate you and remember together there are no heights that we can't reach Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been a Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!